Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. Hi there. Welcome to your astrological weather. I am so grateful that you have joined this weekly worldwide conversation. Now, if you're new to this channel, definitely a warm welcome to you. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell so you can stay updated on all of our new content releases. For those of you who do not know me, I haven't met yet. My name is Jamie McGee. I'm an astrologer and one of the hosts here on the Astrology Hub podcast platform. All right, so today we are going to be exploring the astrological influences for the week of September 25th through October 1st with Astrologer Connect astrologer, Nura Rochelle. Now, Nura integrates astrology with energy work to foster self-love and actionable insights. She holds an MA from Queen's University, Canada, and has a diverse background in teaching and counseling, which she used beautifully and perfectly on that platform, Astrologer Connects. You can definitely connect with her there if you'd like to after this broadcast, astrologyhub.com forward slash Nura. Nura, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Jamie. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you. I always love chatting with you. It's just you just have such a beautiful magic and energy into the way that you approach everything in life. So I love um, connecting with you. And I know the audience today is going to be really excited to hear what you have to say about this week ahead that we're working with. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited for the astrology for this week ahead. It's very curial. Oh, I love that. I love that word, mercurial. So is that, would that be the theme that you would have for the week? Or do you have a great little line or knowing you, there's probably a beautiful, there's a few things. So gaining momentum. Leaning okay. into surprise. And that has to do with Mercury starting to move really fast. He's forming some powerful trines, both at the beginning of the week and at the end of the week. And Venus is also starting to pick up a little bit more speed. She's still kind of slow, but there's this overall energy of at least in our minds gaining momentum, this strategy moving forward, even though we're still in the midst of retrograde season. So it's like gaining momentum into a surprise is feeling like this the central theme for this week. It's like that anticipatory energy, like you know it's coming. It's like almost like a couple of days for Christmas or your birthday. Like, what's it going to be? I don't know, but there's something in the air kind of vibe. Oof, interesting. Yeah. So are there any other transits that you would like that you really have your eye on before we kind of dial in to where we'll be experiencing them this week? Uh-huh. So we start the week with a Mercury in Virgo trine and Jupiter retrograde in Taurus, which I think is really interesting because Jupiter is also retrograde in the same degrees that Mercury was retrograde end of April, May earlier this year. So that was between five and 15 degrees Taurus. And so they're trine now Mercury and Jupiter. So that feels like a really beautiful opening to the week. And I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about that. And then we have full moon right in the middle, which is the final full moon before we enter eclipse season. And then at the end of the week, we have Mercury with a trine to Uranus. So it's kind of like we've got these Mercury trines bookending this big full moon, which in Aries is also activating. There's some sort of triggering activation, but it feels since it's all sort of couched in this Libra season that there's this intuitive listening perhaps for more joyful co-creation that has felt really present the more I've been sitting with this week. Intuitive listening for co-creation. I love that. That's amazing. Okay. 
So yeah, and full moon weeks are always so juicy anyways, because you do feel that build up and then you have to kind of sit in the pool of it and flow out. And, and as you said, we're going to be opening up the door to eclipses on the other side. But yeah, it sounds like a very interesting week. I can't wait to kind of like move through it and see where we can anticipate these energies. Now today on Monday, like right now, what energy are we sitting with or working with? So this is the Mercury in Virgo trying Jupiter retrograde. And it's interesting because Mercury is still in the post-retrograde shadow phase. That will be through to actually the end of this week, uh, September 29th. And that would be as soon as Mercury passes 21 degrees Virgo, that's where he had stationed retrograde. Um, as soon as we get to that point, we'll be officially beyond the Mercury retrograde period. So even though Mercury is direct, trying this Jupiter retrograde, there's still a very uh, retrograde-esque energy here. And the way I've been really sitting with this is our higher mind and rational mind are really having a deep reflective conversation. And especially with Mercury in one of his ruling signs, Virgo, it seems like a beautiful time to get to the details that matter kind of releasing anything superfluous, releasing anything that isn't really helping us in the long run so that we can get very clear on what we're taking forward. Mm-hmm. If I liked about um, how they are communicating with each other, a trine is one of the best ways that planets can communicate. And so there's something about this smooth line of communication between intuition and rational mind that if we can lean into, it can be really helpful for us to know the best way moving forward. I like that. I do like I, I agree about trines. I also think there's there also can often be missed opportunities. So because we don't realize because it's, it's easy, there's no pressure. So do you have any tips for how you can build that bridge between intuition and the rational mind? Like what are some things that we can be conscious of as we step into this week to get that bridge solid? Absolutely. That's such an important question. They're both in earth signs. So Virgo is really bringing our attention to the details, to how are we spending each of our moments? What are we thinking about? What is the quality of our inner self-talk? And what have we perhaps learned throughout this Mercury retrograde period that is actually helping us to maybe see ourselves with more clarity? I've been working a lot with the difference between perfection and excellence. And it seems that Mercury in Virgo is really helping to refine and sharpen the tool of our mind because it's a tool, right? It's not who we are, but it's this tool that brings us to where we want to go to what we want to explore, but really sharpening that tool of our mind to focus on what is actually closest to truth. Maybe we don't get to full truth. Maybe we don't get to this ultimate place of I know everything, but we know enough to support us in this moment with what it is that we're creating or what we need to do. And so there's this constant discernment happening of this is for me. This is not for me. This is helpful in this moment. This is just not helpful. This might be interesting. Maybe there's an indulgence there. That could be maybe one of the shadow sides of the Mercury-Jupiter trine is like thought indulgence. Like where do I allow myself to kind of get carried away? And where can I then bring myself back to see, okay, what is actually in the highest alignment for me in my truest goals moving forward? Because Jupiter in Taurus is really helping us to come to this greater connection with our bodies and really embody the dream, embody the intuition. It it may be a little bit more sensory. So another tip might be listen to your body. 
What is your body telling you about what is true and worthy of your attention and worthy of your focus? And pay attention to when you feel really good because it's true. Like we tend to blow past the trines and the sextiles and we're focusing mostly on the squares and the oppositions. And that's kind of the nature of life. We're actually biologically programmed to do that. We're programmed to kind of look at the the negative or what's hard to keep us safe. We have this inherent negativity bias. But if you can train yourself through your thoughts, through your focus to look at what is working and how does it feel and how can I do more of that? What are the thoughts that I can choose every day to help me feel more of what I want to feel in my body, in my mind? And then that's actually a beautiful way to make it expand. I'm sure you've heard it a lot. You know, the the whole thoughts become things, right? What we think creates our reality and mercury as the magician is the the key to that so realizing that we are already the magician we have all of the pieces everything that we require we have all of the elements and the resources how are we consciously using them rather than just sort of letting them be taken away in some old routine some older sort of pattern or habit that might be being illuminated by this Jupiter retrograde in Taurus. Like, do we have an unconscious habit that is keeping us unaware of our tools? Maybe it's a habit of comfort. Maybe it's a habit habit of, you know, staying in that, that zone of what we can control. But it feels like that would be a really juicy way to use this. Like, if you can be in that thoughts become things mentality on purpose this week, you'll really, you'll really feel the difference. That's a beautiful download. Absolutely. I agree with all of it. And I think like one way that we could probably do this too is just make sure you're aware of what you're bringing in because you can go down rabbit holes on social media. You can get really entranced by dualities that are out there. And it's just more so like listening, listen to you, notice what you're bringing in, notice to your your first reaction to what really matters. And because it, it, you know, full moons kind of bring up a lot of energy anyways. But yeah, that's so, so awesome. I love that we have that to kind of think about as we step into this week. That's beautiful. I think we'll be working with this energy throughout the week. But then we have on September 26th, the moon is opposing Venus. So the moon in Aquarius opposing Venus at uh, 20 degrees Leo, which is really interesting because this is actually uh, where Venus began her began her uh, new star point. And so this opposition between a um, Aquarian moon is really highlighting this heart versus head mentality. But with the feminine planets of moon and Venus, it's bringing it into the realm of feeling and magnetism. So we can be tuning into, okay, kind of piggybacking off of what was coming up with Jupiter and Taurus. What are we learning about our mindset through what we're feeling. So I feel like these are actually very helpful transits. And the moon is never staying in the same place for very long. It's kind of like this momentary glimpse of, oh, this is what else is happening. Like, lest we forget that we're still, you know, in this Venus rising, you know, we're still in this new creative iteration of what is coming next with Venus. We haven't quite figured it all out yet. She's still not even out of her post-retrograde shadow phase. So we're still in this um, new relationship with what we're creating. So we're not going to have all of the answers. It's really interesting because Mercury wants to have all of the answers. That's the nature of Mercury is to know, is to find out. But coming to this awareness of I can know things with my body, I can know things with my emotional intelligence that maybe my mind won't understand. 
And can I become comfortable with that? Like how resilient can I be in holding that unknown? And then what does that open up for me? That's what I feel that this moon Venus opposition will bring in. And it also, it brings in the wisdom of the feminine, which is nonlinear, which is connected to these multifaceted ways of knowing. And I think that that's a big part of our overall rewilding journey at this time is we're reconnecting with these different ways of knowing that maybe are not always verifiable on the outside. Like other people might not know. Like that moon in Aquarius might say, okay, I want to be a scientist. I want to understand like how much verifiable data can I get from this magnetic experience? But the truth is, if it's working for you, if, if what you're putting out is, is actually bringing to you what you want, then there's some element of truth in it for you because it's working. Mm-hmm. And whether or not it's kind of like the placebo effect, right? Like how do we know if it's, if it's a drug working or if it's a placebo effect? Well, if the placebo effect is working, that means your mind is that strong to create an effect. That is kind of proving that your mindset is everything in the end, or at least a very big piece of the picture. So I, I kind of feel like it's this um, leaning into more of the trust of those feminine embodied ways of knowing. Oh, I love it. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's always like, you know, I like New Mercury is like, I want to know, but he, he the curiosity of it, he's the reason, the knowledge are always seeking it. So I guess one of the challenges I see in the, in the generation that I'm raising is I'm raising older teenagers is that they don't really remember long days because their days are like super quick and fast. There's a lot of communication. So like being present and sitting with an emotion and understanding like, oh, this is a blossoming thing, not that there, a relationship happens inside of like, you know, a couple of weeks or something, but it's a blossoming. I love how you said that we're we're still getting to know each other on these new energies that we're working with. So yeah, that's a very great way to think about how we can conceptualize all of this. That's perfect. And and now we're getting closer to the full moon, right? So how how can we work with that energy? So the so the Venus square to Uranus feels really potent as we're coming into this full moon. And this is something that we've actually been working with over the whole summer when she was retrograde. And so it's not, it's not necessarily this brand new energy, but maybe it's a new way of working with it. And it can be a little bit uncomfortable because Uranus is these unconscious insights that are really springing up from within. And we don't always know what it means. And we don't always know how we are going to be working with it. This is sudden disruptions. It might not always uh, be in this sort of clear cut, like I know what to do with this presentation. But if we are able to use this full moon energy sort of riding on the coattails of this Venus square Uranus, then we might have a little bit more access to these liberative insights, this inner genius. And we can actually reach out to our guides, reach out to the planet, have some conversation. We can see Venus in the morning sky right now. So we can actually reach out and connect with her and ask her, how would you like me to shine? Like, what can I illuminate? What can I magnetize? Um, What can I channel for the feminine in in my way? And what is being awakened about the feminine through, through me and my personal life? And so that is also central for the full moon. And Venus is also with goddess asteroid Juno. And they are also both trine, Chiron, and the North Node. So there's a whole soup happening here that is connecting the goddess asteroid, so the feminine, with our healing journey, Chiron, and this new 
form of creativity coming through with Aries. And I think that is really interesting to bring into the conversation as well. Absolutely. Yeah. There, it's such an interesting dialect of like, it kind of feels like it's standing astride two worlds in one way. The way that I feel this energy coming in is there is just a lot of opportunity to move and flow with it, to be present, to to kind of realize where you are, but that could be frustrating because you have this anticipation to get to the new chapter, but it's pretty vital to make sure that you tie up your old chapters before you can move on because by having a healthy closures and being present and understanding um, the magic in the moment that you're in, you'll be able to launch into that next chapter. And it won't be a half-baked idea. It'll be a whole baked cake. It'll be beautiful and you're ready to, to take action on that. And yeah, I think that's a, it's a lot to think about. There's a lot of strategy kind of hidden in the mundane in, in some way. Do you kind of see it that way? That's what it sounds like, but I know you're... And with Mercury in Virgo, that's always the approach. It's finding the sacred in the ordinary or finding the clues in your everyday life. I love that when planets are retrograde or when we're in this slowing down phase, you can actually go back and see the same things that you've seen before. And you maybe thought that you saw everything there was to see about that. But when you, like when you watch a movie again or you read a book again, you are going to notice details in a whole different way. And the you that is watching it has also evolved. So you're going back and you're reconnecting with something and it's helping you to put the puzzle pieces together in a new way. And it feels like this invitation of this new creative leg of our journey because that's how I pretty much think of everything it's like we're always in the process of creating something but it feels like the strategy is shifting out of this um, overly sort of linear pushing this is how we have to create I have to know what I'm doing and then make a whole plan as to how I'm going to execute that I mean that might come into play and that's certainly a way that Virgo likes to do but there, it seems like, especially with Venus trying the North Node, that right now the creativity is coming a lot more through the feminine ways, the more magnetic ways, more relational, more listening to what are the people around you reflecting back to you about your creative process. Maybe you don't have to figure it all out by yourself. Like that feels like part of the Chiron and Aries wound that's being sort of bubbled up for everybody. It's like, oh, I, I need to have it all figured out for myself or, or else I'm not worthy as a human being which is a very insidious lie, isn't it? So many of us have been brought up with in Western culture, right? It's like we have to be highly productive and the best. And there's this competition energy that kind of makes it very difficult to be an actual collaboration. But it feels like there's this, this tide turning that is saying, actually, you will be way more successful as an individual when you are listening to what is actually going on with your peers, with your collaborators and, and being co-creation. And, and in that way, it's kind of like everybody win. Um, everybody has their own expression. It's it's not like coming into that, you know, like everybody gets the participation prize and, and therefore there's no winner because I, I feel like that's also kind of a shadow of certain things, but everybody wins in their own way. And there's there's a way that both can happen where we can have our own individual sort of passion pulling us forward but that it's not mutually exclusive to the people around us. So th I think this is actually kind of tying into broader collective evolution at this time. Um, you know, Pluto soon shifting into Aquarius, coming into more of a team orientation. But, you know, in these small moments, what we're navigating this week, it feels like this opportunity to lean more into our relational magnetism for our way through even our personal issues, our personal story. How can we reach out and lean in with other people.
the full moon is happening at six degrees Aries, and the sun is also conjunct Pallas Athene. And I see the goddess asteroids is really highlighted this week for a few different reasons, but I'll, I'll stick here for now. So the sun with Pallas Athene, Pallas Athene is the goddess asteroid of creative intelligence and this beautiful balance actually between masculine and feminine. And then also in the sign of Libra, this balance, this cultivating, you know, active listening, kind of bringing it back to that that joyful co-creation that happens when we're actually listening to everybody involved, when we're listening to all parties and giving them an equal seat at the table to really appreciate their way of knowing. I feel like Pallas Athene is, is like this beautiful guide sort of whispering in the sun's ear, or maybe it's the other way around. But in any case, there's this beautiful union between them that feels very um, empowering for creativity. So everybody is creative, whether you're creating a book, a baby, you know, a business, whatever it is. So there's this beautiful opportunity to find some harmony in that. And then with the sun shining the light on the moon in Aries, this is starting to bring in this new direction that we're also going. Because even though the we're not technically all the way into our eclipse season, we're approaching that energy where the moon is co-present in the same sign as the North Node and Chiron, wounded healer, and bringing this awareness of this new direction that we're going in, that there is so much mystery around. Like we just have no mental idea, like not not very much of a mental concept of where we're going. I think we feel it, right? Like you feel this adrenaline. It's like that anticipation energy. Like we're coming into something new, but this is the thing with Aries is there's no rule book. It, you have to feel it. You have to feel your way through it. You have to be instinctually guided, instinctually led into your next right action, your next appropriate action. And so that feels like a big energy surrounding this full moon. Like maybe there's a little bit of creative frustration if we think about this Mars situation, Mars in Libra hanging out with the South Node, even though he's the planetary ruler of the North Node, that could create a little bit of frustration. That piggybacks with the fact that we're still in a retrograde season. It's this delay. Like we just want to get to the next thing. We want to get to the new thing, but things are a little bit slowed down. So how are we dealing with the frustration? And are we seeing the gift in this moment of what it actually is? Like maybe our ideas are half-baked. Maybe we're not quite ready. Like we don't want to get to the bus stop and then have to wait for 30 minutes, right? Like we want to get there right on time. And so I feel like this whole full moon is, is illuminating for us. This is where we still get to do some of our inner work in relation with Aries, get very clear on our desires, very clear on our passion so that when it's time to take this action, we're ready. We feel supported. We feel like we have the people around us, the sun and Libra, these beautiful relationships for co-creation so that we don't actually have to navigate it all on our own but we're ready and i really love that possibility for this full moon but there's a few other things happening around the full moon is the full moon is on what day of the week so this is happening the full moon is on september 29th we're going to end this week with this venus venus square uranus and this full moon energy all of that strategy all of that being present i really like how you're saying to Notice what's being reflected back to you because that kind of goes back to the the earthy kind of energy, slow down, like and be present. Because um, you know, if you're always getting negative feedback or if you feel like you're always like hitting tension, like what is that a reflection of? It, it may not mean that you are being tense, and so you're getting tension back. It could mean that there's just a different perspective that you can look at. But I like how this feels like an open door. Is that how you would perceive it? Like, okay, let's this is where you are. 
personally, like if you can like hit, if you can um, cultivate a healthier balance personally in how you react to things within and without, then you impact the collective. So no matter what's happening in the world around us, you're going to be the seed, you're going to be an energy flow that's going to help impact the changes that we're working with. It's almost like we get into the state where we try to correct or criticize or comment on the outward energy of our world and we don't start inside. But this seems like there's a good invitation to to kind of look within and be present and understand how even the world itself is reacting to you. Do you hit every red light? Do you have horns honking at you, dogs barking at you, or the bees chasing you? Or are you like, you know, butterflies swimming by and rose petals falling in your hair as you walk? Like what energy are you calling into your life is what seems like it'll be a good um, marker for us to look for this week as we move through. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think one of the most helpful reminders for me, especially when I'm in any relationship, is this other person, this other being is having a different experience than me. Especially if they're having a different reaction, then it's very obvious they're having a different experience than me. So holding space for that and not making anybody wrong, like no, nobody's wrong in their experience of something. And I feel like that's a big part of what even the feminine is sort of bringing in this week is holding space for all of that. I didn't mention any of this, but the goddess asteroids are really playing a big part in this. Like Juno with Venus, this is a beautiful time to update and let go of karmic agreements that aren't serving. But also then we have Vesta, goddess asteroid of sacred service in Cancer. So there's some new way of nurturing. In, in alignment with the great mother, perhaps, or in alignment with our emotional intelligence, our sense of nurturing. And she is trying Saturn in Pisces and Ceres in Scorpio. So we have this grand water trine involving Ceres, Vesta, and Saturn. And all of this is, I think, in the, in the background, reminding us that as we go forward with this new identity that's emerging, we need to hold space for all of these different parts of ourselves that maybe need to grieve, that maybe need to do some emotional processing to be able to hold space for all of these different ways of knowing and all of these different ways of seeing and being. It's not just this, okay, I'm going to choose to think about things this way and then that's it. It's like, if only it were that easy, right? <laughs> but it's it's a process. There's there's feelings involved. And I think what the the mutable Mercury reminds us, especially, you know, as he begins the trine with Jupiter and then he ends the week with the trine to Uranus is that we have to continue choosing. We have to continue to choose our thoughts. We have to continue to choose our mindset. And even if we get kind of pulled back into something that doesn't feel like it's serving, it's not really a big deal. Just go back to what you are preferring. And we just have to keep doing that over and over and over again. And I feel like the trines this week will actually help to make that maybe anchored in into our bodies, into the earth a little bit deeper since it's involving earth signs. So that's the work. That's the homework for this week. Yeah. Everybody. Okay, we have homework. I love that. Everyone's taking notes and writing that down because that does that that is really that's so relevant. And I think that it's something that we've probably been working with as a collective for a while is getting pulled into one direction or the other and just really dialing into I love that the feminine energies are working because those are nurturing. Those are like, they're, they're telling you that one way or the other, we're all one. And there's a reason and a purpose for this experience. And you are you are in more control than you think you are. And sometimes I think that's one reason we get so reactive to our environment is because we feel like we are not in control, that we do not have a decision, a voice or a choice. 
in what's happening to us. We can be observant instead of instantly reactive because the instant reactions are when we have to kind of walk things back, dial them back and think about something, how to, how to step into this. So do you, is there anything you would want to say about how we end this week? I think of this week as a good time to let something go. Okay. Because full moons, as much as they are culmination and they're illuminating something, I also see it as an opportunity to let something go that's maybe a distortion because the moon is going to be passing over Chiron the next, over the next day, passing over the North Node and bringing into that um, Mercury trine Uranus. And it feels like if we are open to it, maybe we can receive some type of flash insight that actually helps us to let go a, a version of self, maybe an idea of how we need to know everything or how we need to, I guess, always be forceful, like trying to force our destiny into submission, right? Is there a way that we can actually trust that what is happening for us in each moment is, is all that we need to be aware of? Like, I do feel like there's a little bit of this divine providence energy coming in this week. Um, both bolstered by the Mercury Jupiter trine, but then also with Uranus. I, I see Uranus in a lot of ways as the God force. There's that Deus ex machina, this God in the machine. Like we don't actually always know why things are happening and how things are going to turn out. But if you look back in your history, I bet you can find quite a few times where something disruptive or difficult happened. That even if in the moment it was very challenging, you could find a silver lining or you could find a way that it helped you to see something or you could find a way that in some way it worked out for you and then hold on to that and then let that be what carries you forward. I think that what we're letting go of, the potential of what we can let go of is a little bit of the false ego, a little bit of this like I am an island here to create my own reality all by myself. Oh, and therefore, if anything bad happens, it's all my fault. Right. And then if therefore, if anything good happens, it's all just because of me. Right. Like it's, it's very one sided. And I think even subconsciously, I don't think we're usually consciously trying to do that. But subconsciously, we put so much pressure on ourselves to get it right. And then it, it kind of creates this underlying feeling of inadequacy if we feel like we made a mistake or if we feel like things aren't happening the way we want them to do or as fast as we want them to be happening. So this this week, it feels like a kind of like a jolt like a reminder, like, hey, like you're actually part of this grander orchestration. You're not alone. You're not really here to do anything all alone. And where do you get to reach out and lean into your guide, both physical and celestial? That's powerful, powerful energy to work with. Are there any other highlights that you want to bring in to this week? I think we've done a pretty good job, but I just want to, I don't want to, like, you're, there's so much magic coming from you. I don't want to cut anything short at all. Oh, thank you, Jamie. No, I feel like we somehow did it. You know, we're still in this post-retrograde shadow phase. And so there's so many things swirling in the air, but it, it just does feel like a good time for synthesis and talking it out. You know, do you have an astrologer friend that you get to talk about these things to, or even just a friend who doesn't understand astrology, but talking about these energies and and connecting and and really maybe taking that first step of vulnerability, being brave with the full moon in Aries this week to show yourself so that you can be known and then kind of see, okay, who's, who else is going to show themselves? Because now you've made the first step. So yeah. it feels like a beautiful relational week in that sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So like being vulnerable, saying what you mean and meaning what you say and not really, I mean, obviously having compassion for what's coming back, but not, you know, feeling 
weakened by the, the response of someone else because we are stepping into eclipse season. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, switching it around and moving energies anyways. But yeah, I love that step into vulnerability, have the courage to do that and to listen when someone comes to you with that same vulnerability, finding someone to talk to. That's that's awesome. I love that. I love how we put that together. All right. So we are going to be leaning into the surprise. We're going to be working with Mercury and his curiosity and kind of going in with a lot of positive energy that can just that we need to kind of sort of ground into at the beginning of the week. Full moon energy, we're going to be swimming in that all week, but there's nothing but opportunity into that in that energy as well. A lot of feminine energy, nurturing energy that we can work with. And yeah, then it's just it's being present. And uh, I like how um, active listening was one of the things that I wrote down several times that you said. So active listening within and without, I think is a good message too. But Beautiful, beautiful transmission, Nora. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully this is helpful for those of you listening. I'd love to hear from you and what's resonating and what your takeaways are. And again, if you would like to find and connect with Nora, I definitely recommend that you do so. You can find her at astrologyhub.com forward slash Nora Connect. Before we go, I wanted to make sure that you all knew about an upcoming class that we have with Rick Levine. This is Chart Reading Extravaganza Part 3. It's part three. We've had two others and the students absolutely love it. You can learn more about this upcoming course at astrologyhub.com forward slash extra three. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you for being part of our community. And as always, thank you for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.